0: Transmission of Music Biz Radio. Thank you for listening. Here is your host, David Richards. Hello and welcome to Music Biz Radio. I'm your host, David Richards. Thanks for joining us. We have a special show today. We're gonna go ahead and play a replay of our very first show, which we were lucky enough to have Tom Bones Malone on. So you'll be hearing that interview on the second part of the show. And uh, the first part of the show, we're gonna actually be talking with Steve Johns. We're excited to announce our Music Biz Radio Concert Series, and you'll hear all about that from Steve Johns. You still have a chance to be a contributor to help Music Biz Radio continue to bring you great shows with fabulous guests, as well as our concert series. All you have to do is go to gofundme.com music biz radio gofundme.com slash music radio and you can donate we have different levels of donations where you can actually receive perks including hats and t-shirts and all of our merchandise that represent the show anything you can give will help this is funded by you the listener and we love to have the show continue for you So we're very excited about uh, our show next week. We're going to have a live show, our first concert series program. It's going to be coming to you live from Birdland Jazz Club in New York City. That's going to be August 13th at 6 p.m. And we are going to have the Steve Johns Quartet. And on the line now, we have Steve Johns. Hi, Steve.
1: Hi, David. How you doing? It's, it's good, good to, to be back on the air with
0: you. Great to have you back. Great to have you back. Really excited about the show and uh, had a good time with you when you were on the show earlier and glad that yeah, we fun. could have you as our, our debut concert series group. It's going to be very exciting. It's
1: exciting. It's very exciting, David, and, and I think it's a, a kind of unique idea, um, you know, uh, coming, especially starting it off with, like, one of the greatest jazz clubs in, in the entire world, one that has the, the big history, um, you know, Birdland. And uh, I'm glad that uh, Gianni Valente is, is, is having us there. And, you know, it's right in its heart, the center of New York City, the Big Apple, and, you know... Um, yeah, we're really excited about, about the whole thing.
0: Well, it's going to be great, and we're really looking forward to that. You will be able to see that on musicbizradio.com. We'll also be doing the live feed through YouTube, actually. It will be an audio-only feed, but you'll be able to listen to the entire album. You guys are going to play your album, your latest album. That's what
1: we're going to do right straight down. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to do one whole set. It's going to be on an hour or like 90-minute set, so... Um, or maybe not quite ninety minutes, but we're going to try to play almost everything that's on the record. You know, um, yeah, and um, you know the record's done very well and uh, received very well. I had a nice uh, write-up in Modern uh, Modern Drummer magazine, which I'm really excited about a lot, uh, along with uh, some of my uh, really some real heroes of mine. Um, you know, uh, actually, it's the article with. Um, it's 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 uh with Steve Gadd and Jack De Jeff Hamilton and E. J. Strickland and myself and you know, to be uh you know, have a uh, you know, review on my record which was very good in Modern Drummer, you know, uh especially with these guys, you know, like Jeff Hamilton and E J and you know, of course De and Gad, uh, that. You know, it's a real honor to be put in that category,
0: you know, so. Excellent, yeah, and we really like the record, and of course, uh, you were a CD release artist-featured artist on a show several weeks ago, and we really enjoyed the music then, and we're looking forward to hearing it live. It's going to be a really cool format, and we will be there live in uh, the Birdland Jazz Club, which, again, like you said, is a very, well, big history of that club, and we're in the middle of New York City. It's going to be really cool. The jazz corner of the world. Absolutely. So, tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, who's going to be performing with you in the court.
1: Yeah. Time. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, Dave Striker, who who appears on the record, and uh, he's not able to be with us on the, on the gig. But we have the great Bob DeVoe, who also does guitar duties on the record, and um, and uh, Debbie Keith Johns is going to be. Uh, my wife is going to be on tenor and soprano saxophones, and she's really. Uh, this record is really kind of her debut debut appearance on on a CD, really, and, uh, she, and she's been getting tremendous uh, attention in her playing. And people are really, um, it's, she's really turned some heads with her playing on this. And I think she's like a new voice on the, on the saxophone. And of course, uh, you know, my son Daryl, John, uh, who's like you know really. Um, one of the upcoming, up and coming great bass players. I mean, he's probably one of the leading, leading bass players of his generation, of his age group right now. And um, so it's kind of exciting to have this all happen. It's almost like a dream come true in a way. It's uh, you know, pinch me. You know? Yeah. You know, how do you yeah, how you get I, a chance to play with your family and also where they're really good? <laughs> and not just because of your well, family. Well,
0: that helps. Yeah, that helps.
1: <laughs> you know yeah it does help you know because it's, 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 it's uh they actually we actually can really get down you know and it's not like we're just you know it's not like the, you know kind of like uh, they're just my my wife and, and my son and I'm trying to have, have them on my my record they actually right. play their butts off and, and it's um, you know and Bob DeVoe is one of the leading guitarists out there uh, in the jazz world I mean I think he's kind of Uh, underrated, I think he should be much well, much more known and and be doing a lot of festivals and touring around and, you know, um, but that's the way it is this business, you know, like, you know, even myself, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I've been kind of a side man, you know, my whole career, and this is like my first uh, solo CD, leader kind of thing, and, you know, I guess because you're, sometimes when you're a drummer you kind of get Stuck in, stuck in uh, the side man uh, role, and you don't even think about hey, I can do my own record and and put it out, and, and actually have my own band, and get on the microphone and talk and introduce people and have fun with the audience, and you know where I'm not just sitting back there and somebody's counting opportunity and kind of come in, you know that's that's what I'm used to doing, you know, right, just right. Like, one, then- two, one, two, three, four, <laughs> and I come in, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, now it's me counting it off, and I'm talking on the microphone. So, it's, you know, <laughs> it's fun. And, I, and in a way, it's 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 scary in one way, but in one way, in another way, I, I I've actually started to really learn learn to really like it. Really, uh, did uh, the interaction with the audience and and having to be my show and be my gig it, and it's what I want to do. You know, instead of what somebody else wants to do, which I'm very happy to play somebody else's stuff another uh craft being a side man, knowing how to play with people and how to play it absolutely that's different you know i'm not sure you know about that david from oh, the, yeah. Trumpet sections
0: yeah you know? <laughs> many many side gigs and i i do have a gig this saturday where i'm headlining but uh, i do enjoy that's that great. as well yeah it's a good it's a it's definitely a different yeah. uh a different communication, a different way of approaching the gig. But yeah, yeah, and I think you've been doing a great job. The buzz on the album has been really good. Uh, I know you're great. Got, uh, a lot of radio play up there, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting. We're really excited, and I want to thank you. You guys have been really supportive of the show. Uh, oh, it's like a the, great
1: concept. I mean, um, I hope it's 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 growing uh, listeners and. Uh, how many how many
0: listens do you have? Subscribers do you have uh, going on? I think we're up to time? three or four million. I'm not sure, but uh, no, wow, not, not quite that many. But uh, those numbers, we're, we'll release those numbers next week. <laughs> All right, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, we're Man. always try- we're trying to build listenership and definitely support for the show. I'm very grateful. I've had some amazing guests. Some some of the top people in the music business have given their time. And, uh, you know, given great interviews and information and and practice tips and everything like that, the show has been real, really enjoyable for me to do. And then guys like you, uh, have been very supportive by, you know, lending your music to the show and, Mm -hmm. uh, giving your insight and now, you know, this live show. So very grateful on this end. We're really excited. Yeah.
1: I like the concept, man. I like the, the, the British guy you have that introduced the show, you know, Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Somebody, yeah Mr. or something. Oh
0: yeah. I think he's I, I just bring him out for special occasions. So we'll
1: Yeah, yeah. Happens. He's got like a little what's the one little glassy rear on one side. Which, <laughs> but, you know.
0: but I'm you glad know. you've been a good listener and a good show uh participator as well. So Thank you. Excellent. All right. Thank well Steve Well, I
1: hope everybody I hope we can get some people on that listening to this. Uh come on out, everybody. You know, we're gonna have a good party there it's the jazz corner of the world you know, Birdland
0: it's a lot of history it's going to be great Yeah, Uh, we're going to have Steve John's Quartet and it's going to be at Birdland Jazz Club this coming August 13th it's a Thursday from 6 to about 7.30 live and the great thing also is you'll be able to listen to the archive show as well and you'll be able to listen to that anytime you want we also encourage you to listen to all of our archive shows uh, that we've had so far and our future future shows, shows as well All right, Steve, thanks so much, buddy. I'm uh, really looking forward to it, and we're going to have a good time.
1: Great. All right, David, I'll see you up
0: there. All right, brother, take care. Thanks so much for being on. Goodbye. All right, we'll be right back with more Music Biz Radio right after this.
1: Hi, this is Arturo Sandoval, and you're listening to Music Biz
2: Radio with David Richards.
0: I'd like to invite you to check us out on musicbizradio.com. You can also go to Facebook and give us a like on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash musicbizradio. Music Biz Radio is free programming. We also give you a chance to contribute to the show and help us to continue our broadcasting. You can go to musicbizradio.com for more information or you can go to GoFundMe slash MusicBizRadio.
2: Hi, this is Tom Bones Malone, and you're listening to Music Biz Radio with David Richards.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're to the part of the show that we've all been looking forward to. I'm very excited and honored to have our first guest of the show. Uh, somebody that I've looked up to since I was a small, small boy, not to make him feel too old. But uh, I've, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I've actually uh, really, really been following his career for a long time, and he was always an inspiration to me as a young man. Uh, you know him from David Letterman, Saturday Night Live, The Blues Brothers, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Frank Zappa, Louis Belson, Woody Herman, all kinds of amazing groups. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Tom Bones Malone.
2: Thanks so much for having me,
0: Dave. Tom, thanks so much for being on. Being on, I really appreciate it. It's, My pleasure. Uh, we're uh, lucky to have you. And uh, obviously, we can get right to it. I, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to uh, to know you and meet you in New York City, and and uh, be to some rehearsals. And uh, Anton had me at a rehearsal over there with Letterman, and it was good to see uh, the setup over there. And I'm friends with Al and everybody. So. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, kind of talk about that. What, what was the, uh, so obviously you just got done with a pretty big gig.
2: Well, yeah, it was a good 22 year run. Uh, not many musicians have a gig that lasts more than three or four hours. I had one that lasted 22 years. So I guess I have to, uh, uh, feel very fortunate about that. And, uh, it was a really wonderful experience on many levels.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, I gotta tell you, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm not too, uh, be, uh, big to admit that I uh, had some tears going that night. I'm sure it was quite an emotional night for everybody.
2: It was indeed uh, 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 an emotional uh, last gig and uh, we, we had a nice party afterwards. So it kind of, uh, yeah, it was just nice to uh, hang with everybody. Uh, worst part of it is that these people you see every day for 22 years are, you're not going to see them anymore. So it's kind of like Kind of like leaving home or graduating from high school or or something like that. You know, it's kind of a major thing. But 22 years, a long time. Lots of friends, cameramen, sound people, stagehands, uh, makeup and hair, wardrobe. Uh, you know, there's like 500 employees there at the show that I I was used to seeing every day, and they're kind of like my family. And uh, boom, now everybody's gone. And uh, playing with the band every day, seeing these people. You know, playing with these uh, musicians. You know, it was kind of it was a very sweet gig. Uh, uh, it's always always fun to play there
0: and it's funny you bring that up because my experience there was everybody was just so great I like like you said all all the cameramen the stage people the sound guys just super friendly and I was lucky enough to have my dad with me and he got to hang out with Biff and pat and all that and I knew pat from from iridium over there so it was uh, uh-huh. yeah so it was it, it just must have been awesome and I think that really carried on the show you know true Uh, Letterman Show fans, you you know, you get that feeling that people really enjoyed what they were doing there.
2: Yeah, it was quite a a wonderful run. Uh, So many nice people. I'm going to miss everybody.
0: So that gig, so there's an interesting gig. I mean, obviously your history um, back in the early days with Saturday Night Live, and uh, obviously you knew Paul Schaefer for quite a long
2: time. Well, Paul Paul and I go all all the way back to uh, the original Saturday Night Live show 1975. That's where we met and uh, we became the arranging team for the show. Basically, uh, if something had to be addressed, uh, if, if there was a, a comedy piece that needed music, uh, Paul and I would show up for the rehearsal, and Paul would sort of play through, uh, you know, in order to establish a format for the song, and then I would write an arrangement and, um, you know, take it wherever it needed to go. Uh, but at least we had uh, a timing and a way where, the, you know, the lyrics fit into the timing. And um, uh, so we've been, we've been an arranging team for 40 years, and, uh, uh, you know, just finished up 22 years of that, still, still doing uh, the same thing. Uh, Paul, Paul is an interesting guy. He has uh, perfect auditory recall. He remembers everything he's ever heard. Uh, he remembers uh, conversations we had 40 years ago, word for word. He remembers uh, uh, performances of music that he heard note for note, going back to when he was uh, a teenager. Wow. Uh, so, so that's kind of a handy skill you know, for his job.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, the band, I'm st- in my opinion, still the best band on late night television. And uh, I've actually had a lot of people ask me, are you know, if they were going to, if you guys were going to, I know you guys do the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gig, uh, but I have actually had people ask me, like, do you think that you guys are going to go around and do any other kind of performing as a group?
2: Well, uh, the, the, press, the press that I read online said that uh, that's the end of the band. So maybe maybe we'll get together for next year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who knows? Oh, okay. this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was really fun. You know, I got to play with the Beatles. Wow! And uh, I got to say it was very it was very cool um, when Paul McCartney walked on the stage for the first rehearsal in in Cleveland. He went around and shook every musician's hand. Wow. Yeah, and when the grand finale of the whole concert was over, he came over and shook every musician's hand. So it was nice to work with you. No, I really don't know what to expect. But I got to you know, he's he's first class, real gentleman.
0: That's excellent. So you you obviously got to play with some quite a few acts on on Letterman. Uh,
2: oh my God! Yeah, we we played uh, with you know with uh, James Brown, uh, Jimmy Smith. Um, uh, Al Green, uh, Dave Matthews Band, uh, Blues Traveler, uh, Fifty Cent, uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, we 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 played with everybody You're- at one time or another on that show.
0: So, so you could uh, you, yeah. should cla- you could classify yourself as a hip hop trombonist if you really want. Absolutely, so I'm cool. a rap trombone player. <laughs> Speaking of trombones, you, you have uh, quite the collection of instruments. Obviously, you play a huge amount of instruments, tr- trombone, trumpet, bari-sax, all the saxes, all the woodwinds, and uh, trumpet, and pretty much everything that there is. You have How many instruments would you say that you had up there on the stand?
2: I actually, I actually play 14 instruments professionally. I had about 10 instruments up on the stage at, on a daily basis.
0: But there was four they wouldn't let you play? There
2: were well, uh, they, yeah, they. I only played the tuba once in the whole 22 (laughs) years, and uh, you know, I I played almost every day at home. But um, yeah, they won't let me play it every day. Uh, And uh, but but I get to play enough uh, to have a lot of fun. I on the stage, baritone sax, tenor sax, flute, piccolo, alto flute, uh, trumpet, flugelhorn, trombone, bass trombone.
0: So you play the tuba every day.
2: I do. I do. I play the tuba first thing in the morning.
0: <laughs> not too many people can say that, especially that really that's not their, you know, main instrument, I guess. that's uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's kind of the foundation for my embouchure, you know, to be able to play all the brass instruments.
0: Oh, well, there you yeah. go. That's very nice. I, I always found, and being a trumpet player, I always found that going from like even a trombone mouthpiece, because, you know, I played trombone and valve trombone and done that whole thing, and going back to the small mouthpiece, it just feels tiny. And it gives me a problem. How do you, how do you make that adjustment from like a trombone mouthpiece to a trumpet mouthpiece?
2: Uh, well, you've center everything. Everything is centered. Um, uh, Maynard Ferguson had a concentric circle theory, which made your multiple, multiple armatures look like a, um, target, right? Like a dartboard target. It was circles. Yeah. They're like circles within circles. So as long as everything is aligned properly, then you're basically using the same muscles and you're using the same, uh, uh, method of playing the tuba the bass trombone the trombone the trumpet and the piccolo trumpet
0: did, did, didn't you ever feel like your lips would get a little more swollen on the big mouthpiece and then you go to the little one and no just, oh, okay because that happens to me i don't know why
2: no i, I um i try to play with a uh, minimum amount of amount of pressure and right. i try not to play too uh, anything too loud or, or or too high well i mean um uh, eventually as a professional musician you've got to play high notes on the right. trumpet and the trombone and uh, so I do that on a daily basis and I have uh, uh, just have to develop the muscles in, in the corners of your mouth by doing lip slur exercises lip slur, a lip slur is basically where you change notes without changing uh, your your slide position or without changing your vowel position you're playing notes in the harmonic series and you're slurring from one note to the other up and down right. Uh uh, any any patterns that you can make up uh, do this. Well, what what happens with these exercises is you isolate the corner muscles of your embouchure and develop them like a weightlifter would uh, lift weights to develop uh, muscles. Uh, this um, this method works for brass players. And if you do enough lipster exercises, your range and endurance will increase.
0: That's great advice for players. So when it comes to the show, you... Uh... You seem to be one of the more well-dressed gentlemen on the show. So what are you going to do with all those outfits? Well,
2: that's a good question. I, they're all in a closet right now. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly when or where I'm going to wear all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I figured, well, the, show's on, you know, the the TV show is in color, so I might as well take advantage of it. It seemed like everybody else in the band was wearing black and white as if they were going to a funeral. And so uh, that just helped the colors stand out. Uh, Jerry Foley, the director, loved it. He gave it something to shoot.
0: It looked great. Well, you did get a lot of camera time, that's for sure.
2: Well, um, uh, we had some great cameramen there at that show, too. Those, those guys are really the stars of the show. Uh, they, they, they pull it off like it's nothing. And um, on, on a, like a strictly scripted show, everything is predicted. Everything's in the script. Every, every shot is predetermined. But on a show like Letterman, Letterman, he's not able to do or say anything or just get up and leave or walk out the door. You never know what he's going to do. He's liable to throw to the audience. Um, And so these cameramen really have to improvise like jazz musicians. They have to follow whatever's going on. You know, they've got big stationary cameras shooting him at the desk, but then they've got these uh, roving handheld guys that just, um, you know, Dave throws something on the floor. You know, somebody in the audience. Whatever whatever it is, they just go there and just make it happen. Uh, They're kind of like... Uh, A lot of these guys are actually experienced sports cameramen. Right. Guys that do the Super Bowls and the Olympics. uh, These guys, you don't know what's going to happen in a football game. That's it. You don't know whether he's going to run, pass, punt. You don't know what's going to happen. So uh, these guys have to think on their feet, and they're just stellar, stellar men that really made our show uh, what it was.
0: Well, speaking of colors, I can't get away with not asking you about the P-Bones that you were playing back there.
2: Oh yeah, there's uh these um these sell for $149 uh, and you, you drop them and they they nothing happens. They don't break, they don't dent. They bounce back. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect instrument for a, a, a kid that's starting out. Um are they as good as my um pre-war uh New York Bach trombones? <laughs> well, no, but for $149 they're actually great instruments and they actually play very well and uh, I made a a point of playing them at the end of the shows Um, just to just to prove that point. uh, They're actually for, for $149. It's a wonderful instrument. My mouthpiece costs more than that.
0: Yeah, no, I've actually played them. They're great. I think they were coming out with a trumpet too. I actually met the gentleman at ITG. We hung out a little bit. So
2: yes, the, uh, the same company is coming out. uh, The Con Selmer company that I um, represent uh, is, is coming out with a horn and they, they almost released it, and then they they had some problems with it. So they want to make sure that it's right before they release it. And um, it, it should be coming out very soon, and and they promised me that I would get uh, the, uh, one of the first um, copies of this horn. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I guess it's probably the valve technology that they have to work on. I'm not sure how that's going to yeah. work. It's, it's yeah, uh, it's tricky. It's tricky. They certainly did a good job on the uh, on the P-bone. Metal
0: metal uh, valves and on real trumpets are tough enough. So, <laughs> but, yeah, uh,
2: I don't know whether it's going to be uh, Teflon or whether it's going to be metal lined valve in a plastic um, valve casing. I don't really know what they're trying to do. I know some other company uh, released a, a plastic trumpet right. in the last year. Yeah, and uh, I heard different criticisms of the instrument. Never played one myself, so I can't really say firsthand. but um uh, uh i think it's I think it's a great a great thing to make an affordable instrument for kids to play one that doesn't uh get seriously damaged if you drop it or do something bump Absolutely. into something uh, so uh you know technology and it's made out of the same material that your your sink drain is made out of p v c wow, yeah, it's amazing I yep. don't understand why yep. it plays so well.
0: Well, we did, we certainly enjoyed you playing them and, uh, they were in multi colors. I think we, uh, the favorite would have, was the purple, I think, for most people that I've heard, they enjoyed the purple. One.
2: <laughs> well, the, the purple is the best of the P-bones because just the one piece bell. Oh. The other ones are two piece bells. Ah. So, um, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to invest $149, the, the, the purple P-bone is better than the others. Don't ask me why they didn't make them all the same either, but, uh. Um, it, I can tell the difference
0: well we, re- we really enjoyed you in that band and uh, that band will certainly be missed ok when we come back everybody we're going to talk about his new book and he also has a new website coming out And we're also going to talk about the early days and going to school and how we got in the business. And we cannot go away without talking about the Blues Brothers experience that has affected most people's lives in one way or another. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And we will be right back with more from Tom Bones Malone on Music Biz Radio. Well, it was good to hear that interview with Tom Bones Malone again. He was very gracious to come on the show and be our first guest. And you can listen to the second half of that interview if you go into our archives at musicbizradio.com and you'll see the first show, the Tom Bones Malone Show there, and it has the full interview. I'd like to thank you for listening today. And we hope you enjoy our broadcast coming up on August 13th from Birdland Jazz Club. It'll be the Steve Johns Quartet. We look forward to that. And we'll be back after that with our regular uh, shows, including interviews and future concert series shows as well. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope you come back. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's show. We hope that you enjoyed the program and will join us every week. For information
2: on being a guest or just to contact us, please email us at
0: trumpetdrgmail.com. At this now concludes our transmission.